Somewhere deep in the Wisconsin wilderness, there's a place where woods meet water and time meets space rather unexpectedly. Take a left, a right, then head straight until the road runs out. Upon reaching the river, sound your horn twice, flash your lights twice, then wait for someone to come for you. Someone will come for you. But don't be afraid, they're a friendly bunch. Welcome to Bend in the River. Good evening to all you night owls out there listening to W-O-O-Woo Radio. At last, it's a calm evening here in Riverbend. After a strange few weeks, and I do mean strange, things finally seem to be settling. Two weeks ago, someone burned the plans for the new high-water bridge in the dead of night. A wild chase ensued to find the man or beast responsible, but all the search party could find was a giant brain on the banks of the river. You heard it right, a giant brain. For a while there, it sure felt like River Bend was in for some trouble, but it all shook out in the end. With some local canine assistance, thank you, Rufus, the brain has been disposed of. And thanks to engineer George Sunby and to David, our intern from Madison, construction on the high-water bridge has resumed. Speaking of George, I'm told he's still feeling a bit under the weather with that nasty cough, so if you have any home remedies out there, feel free to call him in. Well, looks like we've nearly reached the witching hour. To those of you who danced your feet off tonight at the Riverbend Tri-Annual Polka Night, be sure to ice him up real good upon returning home. And to help you get there, here's a little tune. Uh, I'm dancing the night, dancing the night away. Man, who knew that they knew how to drink this much in 1958? I, I think I might have just invented the Long Island iced tea a few years before its time. Maybe they'll start calling it the Riverbend iced tea. <laughs> oh, what a night. Just what I needed after the last two weeks of, well, whatever this is. Hello? Who's there? Oh, what was that? Stuart? Not again. Maybe it's just a cat. It's just a cat. Not a murderous wild man. That would be crazy. I found my underwear in the river, but my truffles were gone. Okay, now that's definitely not a cat. Please pass this all. Why, yes, I'm a natural brunette. Mayor? Mayor Olson? Is that you? Oh. What are you doing back in that alley? Standing in the garbage can, it appears. Oh, no, not again. Mayor, are you sleepwalking again? I never found the way to find the forest. Mayor, I hate to interrupt, but... But you're standing in a pile of trash. Such behavior is well beneath a politician of your stature. Or maybe... (laughs) Maybe about right, actually. (laughs) Okay, Mayor. I'm just warning you. I'm going to walk toward you. I don't know why. It's a stupid idea. I should be at George's place, in bed, not voluntarily entering alleyways already occupied by sleepwalking men who are slapping at garbage cans. Mayor, are you okay? I'm going to give you a little shake here. Whatever you do, don't freak out. Oh, you're up! What was that? Oh, oh, oh. What are you doing, young man? I'm trying to help you, Mayor. 
Well, you scared me half to death. Well, what am I supposed to do? You're standing in an alleyway slapping a garbage can. I absolutely was not slapping a... Wait, wait. Hold on. Hold on. I, I don't want to lose this. Yes, yes. Now I remember it was the most wonderful dream. Well, it sure looked like you were enjoying yourself. Yeah, it's all coming back to me now. Oh, yes, yes. I, I'd been selected by the president to attend the banquet of Slovak Delights. Slovak Delights? Have you ever had really good Pasca? I don't think I've had Pasca of any quality. It's a bread sweeter than cake, David. Betty doesn't let me eat it anymore. Not since the heart attack. But it was there at the banquet. Of Slovak Delights. Yes, yes, and there was cabbage soup and, and fried fish. And I was about to eat it all when you wait. Wait a minute. Am I standing in trash? I don't think you got any of it in your mouth, sir. Oh, I see. This is an odd night for me. Odd night for both of us. Your discretion in this matter would be most appreciated. Perhaps I can entice you to keep this one under your hat by offering you the key to the city. Oh, I think I've got enough of those, thank you. Besides, I'd never tell anyone that I found you in an alleyway at night, standing in a garbage can, asleep and yammering about Pasca. Not just any Pasca. The best Slovak Pasca this side of the Mississippi. I don't doubt that. Now, hurry up and get home. We both should. It's almost time for the... For the... For the blackout. Are you kidding? Asleep again? Mayor Olson! Slovak Okay, I'm getting out of here. N no, don't follow me. Stop. M Mayor, I don't want your delight, Slovak or otherwise. I'll head up the bridge. It's under construction, he won't follow me up there. Wait, who's that on the bridge? Hello? Too many rubber band iced teas for me. Ugh. Oh, my head is spinning. Could have sworn I saw someone. You did. Hello? Who's there? It's me, Jory. Jory! I didn't recognize you right away. Hey, what are you doing out here on the bridge so late anyway? I thought you and George left the polka together because he wasn't feeling well. <laughs> yes, well, I, I thought I'd come back out clear my head with a bit of night fishing. Night fishing? Huh. This is the best spot to catch perch, you know. Uh, at night, I mean. Yeah? Well, that totally makes sense, I guess. Hey, you mind if I sit on this bench with you? Well, I... Because I think I might fall over otherwise. I suppose that's fine, David. <sighs> what a night! Woo! -hoo. You wouldn't even believe what I just saw. <laughs> Since you're already here, why don't you tell me? Well, I would. Except I promised Mayor Olson I'd be discreet about his eating garbage and all. Right. Well, I guess that explains why so much garbage comes out of politicians' mouths, given how much goes in. <laughs> hey, what's that out in the water? Where? Is that a boat? Who is that? Oh, 
That's Reichert, the fisherman. You've met him before, haven't you? Uh, oh, oh, yeah. We met last week. He told me all about the prime snake and... Uh, oh, oh, that reminds me. I have to tell him what I learned about in the cave. Hey, Reichardt! How was the polka night, David? Reichardt, I learned something about the brain. It's important. I, I, I was in the cave with... Stu- Someone told me. Uh, the snake doesn't, um, it, with the brain, uh... Sounds like you had a good time tonight. A little too good of a time, maybe? What? Uh, no, no, Reichardt, the, the brain belongs to the prime. Hello, Jory. Looking out for this one tonight? Hi, Reichardt. Yes, I suppose I have to. No, 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 it, it, it's not that. He was telling me, he, he said... <laughs> Sounds like I missed quite a party. Anyway, enjoy yourselves and try to keep it down. Don't want you two scaring off the fish. Hey, hey, where are you going? Away from you, I imagine. But the river. Whoa, (laughs) that step came out of nowhere. Sit down, David, before you hurt yourself. Sorry, but I really needed to talk to him. We can find him later. Maybe when you've sobered up a little. What's bothering you anyway? It sounds too crazy. Someone burned George's bridge plans. Stuart is leaving dead ravens around town, and you just found a giant brain on the bank of the river. I bet it's not any crazier than all that. Have you ever heard about something called the Oxbow Effect? The Oxbow Effect? Someone mentioned it, and I didn't know what it was. Well, I don't know what an oxbow effect is, but an oxbow is a lake that used to be part of a river. Part of the river? Sure. It's not all that uncommon. Just think about how the river here bends and twists so often. That's why our town's called River Bend. Sometimes when... There's a really big curve in the river. The water will start to change its course in order to find a more direct route. Eventually, and this takes years and years, of course, the river just cuts off that big curve entirely. The curve that gets cut becomes its own lake, an oxbow lake. Huh. An oxbow lake. I wonder why that was so important to uh, the, the person I heard it from. Well, we have an oxbow lake here in Riverbend. People like to walk or fish around it. George is always out there getting fresh air. I see. An oxbow. I never knew how far sound could carry across a river. It sounds like they're right next to us, doesn't it? Yet, they're at least half a mile off at the dance hall. It's quite a trick the river pulls, making faraway things seem close. How's George? Is he feeling any better? What? Well, that's why you left the dance, right? George said he wasn't feeling well and you were going to walk him home. Oh, yes. Well, I don't know if he's feeling any better. I just, well, we just... Well, we walked to his house, and then I grabbed my pole and I came here. 
Right. Yeah. Fishing. Do you usually come fishing out here? Sometimes. For all the peace and quiet. I see. Well, I'm no night fishing expert, but isn't it easier to catch the fish when you put your line in the water? Oh, I guess I forgot. Better put some bait on there, too. Here, let me open that can of worms for you. <laughs> Not like I haven't opened up enough can of worms already. What did you say? Uh, nothing. Just here. <laughs> let me see that hook. Do you think the worms know what's coming? I mean, while they're trapped in that little can. I hope not. But they ought to feel better in that can than they do in the water. I mean, if I was a worm, I'd take the water any day. That's assuming you have the choice. Are you... Mad at the worm, Jory? Because I'm sensing a a hint of irritation directed at someone. (laughs) Alcohol sure has sharpened your observational skills. I don't like to brag. Consider their choice. Either stay in the can or get on the hook. Think about it, David. Is that really any choice at all? What do you mean? (sighs) Men just don't understand. And how could you? All the options in the world are open to you. Did... Did something happen with George? Let's just say there are a lot of ways a person can feel trapped. I don't understand. Probably because you're drunk. Or because you're a man. I am not... Not the first one, at least. (laughs) Okay. So maybe I had my fair share of Riverbend iced teas, but that doesn't mean I can't listen. Can you try telling me what you mean? Think think about the girls you've gone out with. (laughs) No, don't shake your head like that, David. There must be someone around town you've got your eye on. I mean, I saw you at the dance. You're quite the Casanova. I don't think I've ever seen anyone under 70 polka quite so enthusiastically. (laughs) Well, I, uh, um... Especially with the over 70 crowd? Hey, those ladies can dance, all right? They've been practicing for, like, half a century. When you're just dating, it can be so fun. Stumbling all over your words, spending all your time together. But it gets... It's complicated the older you get. At least, it feels that way for women. People start wanting different things from you. Suddenly you're 30 years old and things are just just so different. Hey, Jory. What's in that little box you've got there? I don't know what you're talking about. The one in your hand. The one you're trying to hide from me. It's nothing. Hey, is that a ring box? Please, David, I don't want to talk about it. Whoa! Did George ask you to marry him? Oh, Jory, congratulations! We ought to get you a drink. Ought to get me a drink, too. David, I said I don't want to talk about it. For God's sake, I'm sitting on a bridge by myself in the middle of the night. Don't you think I might want some peace and quiet? 
Would it be okay to blame my cluelessness on the booze? Not a good excuse, but, well, I'm usually at least a little better at this sort of thing. Sure, David. Not much radio reception out here, I guess. For all you insomniac interlude callers out there, now's your chance to call in. I've had some wonderful conversations these last few weeks with a caller who's felt a little lost. Hoping to hear from you again, caller, wherever you are. <laughs> well, since you asked, I may as well come clean. I haven't had my eye on anyone around town, but maybe my ear? I've been listening to Insomniac's interlude every night since I got here. There's just something about that voice. It's so... comforting. That show's gotten me through plenty of tough times, too. I'm... I'm sorry, Jory. I, I shouldn't have pried. I shouldn't have yelled. I can go if I'm making you uncomfortable. I was only trying to get away from our garbage-eating mayor anyway. I thought you were being discreet. <laughs> yeah, I thought I was too. You can stay. I actually don't mind your company. So, do you really not want to marry George? It's... it's not that simple. When we first started dating, it felt like we had so much time. And now, it feels like if I get married, there's only one future for me. I'm just supposed to be somebody's wife and somebody else's mother. You're holding that ring box pretty tight there, Jory. If we get married, George can go out and build bridges for the rest of his life. He'll keep doing what he's always done. Except at the end of the day and on weekends, he'll get to be a father. But everything in my life, it'll change. I'll be a mother all the time. Well, I mean, no one says you have to get married. Not everyone gets married. But you should have kids. That, I mean, that would be fun, right? It's super fun. And then eventually, grandchildren, right? That, would, that wouldn't be bad just, just for the grandkids, right? But even if I wanted to get married and be somebody's wife and somebody's mother, what kind of world would I be bringing them into? Soviets flying over our heads, the constant threat of a bomb? Do you think it's a good idea to have children at all in this kind of world? Maybe, maybe this world isn't as bad as you think. You're one of those optimists, huh? I like to think I am. Yeah, well, the nights are nice at least. When I, when I sit out here long enough, the water starts to look pretty peaceful. Everything dissolves in water, eventually, you know. Pretty tempting sometimes. Like something could fall in and it wouldn't even leave a mark. It'd just vanish forever. 
Why don't you let me hang on to that ring box for you? Not a chance. It won't last forever. All this stuff with the Soviets, I mean, they're just posturing. They're not going to drop any bombs on you. On us. How do you know? Not even Elmira's ventured that kind of prediction. Just... Just a hunch? (laughs) Quite a hunch. Even if I'm wrong, even if things do get worse, isn't putting your life on hold, not having kids, living differently because you're afraid, isn't that exactly what the Soviets want? Putting my life on hold? You know, that's pretty fresh coming from you, David. The last time I checked, you didn't know a damned thing about having children. Maybe life feels free and simple to you, But you're not the one who has to sacrifice your life, your job, your freedom if you have a baby. I'm sorry, okay? Jeez. Why is it men always think they know everything about the future? Probably because of the persuasive, all-encompassing effects of the patriarchy. A persistent and damaging ideology that is difficult to understand and almost impossible to circumvent. Excuse me? Eh, what do I know? I'm drunk, remember? Four! Bombs away! Take cover! What was that? That sounded kind of like... Whoa! Oh. Uh, uh, are you okay, David? Yeah, I'm fine. Jeez. I thought my head was pounding before. Hank, Harold, you stop right there. Just what do you think you're doing down there? I can see you. Come out right now. Yeah, sorry, Jory. You know, we were just... Shut it, stars! We can't trust anyone, remember? Okay, okay, so we're still working out a few kinks on our giant slingshot. And I'm a big enough man to admit it. Stars, I said be quiet. We'll give away our position. Seems like the explosion might have accomplished that all on its own, Stripes. Bald Eagle 1. Or wait, ain't you Bald Eagle 2? I prefer to go by David, actually. And I'd prefer if you two idiots didn't keep trying to blow up Riverbend. What the heck did we do? And why are you so angry anyway? Let's see, Hank. It's the middle of the night. You climbed onto the unfinished bridge. You set off what sounded like a bomb. And then you try to hide from me. How could I be upset? Women are always so particular about it when you... What? Did you just say to me, Harold? Uh, aren't we due for a Soviet atom bomb right about now? Say that to me one more time. What are women always so particular about? Um, well, what I mean was, uh, I guess I was trying to, uh, uh, you see, the Soviets, uh, in a bit of a pickle here, stars, you mind helping me out? I mean, um, uh, what Stripes over here is trying to say that, um, well, it's, uh, we're trying... Sputnik! You know, um... Go on, Hank. I'm listening. Uh, he was just saying maybe it's time we, uh, head on home. I get some shut-eye. Maybe shut our mouths while we're at it. Some of the best ideas you've had yet. Well, all right, then. Over and out, Bald Eagle 1. It's Bald Eagle 2. See you later, Hank. Harold. Use the code names. So, uh, what's our code name for Jory, anyway? Ma'am. From here on out, we just call her ma'am. Well, that was exciting. It was funny the first ten times they tried to shoot down Sputnik. Now it's a little irritating. 
They do strike me as a few cards short of a deck. They're not the only ones. Sometimes I wonder if being in this town drives people crazy. I know the feeling. Sick of us already? <laughs> no, not not at all. I like Riverbend. A lot. In fact, I'm sort of thinking about it. Doesn't your family in Madison miss you? To be honest, I, I haven't actually thought about it that much. Life here is so different. It seems somehow simpler. <laughs> Certainly slower, I'll bet. And it's getting quieter here all the time. That radio program, Insomniac's Interlude, it used to get callers from all over, not just Riverbend. The signal would bounce across the world, and sometimes we'd hear people from places you wouldn't believe. Callers from faraway places? I bet I'd believe it. But lately, there hasn't been a single call from anywhere but here. I know it's just a radio program, but it feels like maybe the world has forgotten about little old Riverbend. No, I wouldn't be surprised. Life in Riverbend feels like a dream. It feels like the sort of place where you're safe. Where nothing bad can happen to you. Well, you know that's not true. Look at what's going on with George. George? What do you mean? His cough? It's not just a cough. There's something wrong with his lungs. The doctor said it could be pneumonia. But he, he's been sick for a while, right? No, actually. He had a bit of a cold a couple of weeks ago, but... It didn't start to get bad until recently. Recently? Like, when I got here? Exactly. He's been so glad to have you around. I don't know if he could have gotten it all done without you. You came at the perfect time. Or maybe at the worst time. What? He got sick right around the time I got here, didn't he? What's that got to do with his lungs? <laughs> I don't know. I just... Sometimes I guess I start to wonder. Funny thing, Riverbend. Like a dream I know I'll have to wake up from. All this happened so fast. I didn't have time to think. And sometimes I... I wonder if I even want to wake up, you know? I can't quite tell if having this dream... If it's a good one, or a nightmare. Now, I'm the one who's not sure I understand. Sometimes, I wonder if you even know how to wake up. It's like you said, that water starts to seem pretty tempting. I keep wondering, if I just dove in, would that wake me up? David, we aren't talking in metaphors here, aren't we? <coughs> What's that? Look, across the river. It's George. He's coming this way. I think he's looking for you. And wait, 
Who's that? Over there, coming, coming from the other direction. Oh, no. I think that's the mayor. <laughs> what is it with you and the mayor? You could say we have a Slovak connection. Looks like they're both headed this way. Too bad. I've, I've had a nice time out here with you, David. You too. I feel like I didn't really know you until today. The strange thing is, you just seem so familiar to me. Every time we talk, I get, I get this feeling like I know what you're about to say. Before they get back, what do you think? Should I wake up or do I keep dreaming? What do you think is the right thing to do? I don't know. What are you going to do about George? I don't know either. (coughs) Look, for what it's worth, I don't think it's always going to be this way for women who get married. I mean, just look at everything that's already happened. Wasn't it in our lifetime that women got the right to vote? David, how old do you think I am? Shoot. Sorry. I'm sorry. I really should have paid more attention in history class. Or math class. What I mean is... Things are changing so much these days. Think about all the good things that have happened even since the war. And think about all the good things right here in Riverbend. All the happy times you've had with George. I think that's what matters most. Not the rest of it. Not what other people want. George and I, we do have a lot of happy times. You two are good people. Kind people. You have to do what you think is right. My two cents? You'd be great parents. (laughs) Heck, probably great grandparents one day. Just a hunch. You and your hunches. You know, David, sometimes I have a hard time believing you're only 25. You seem wise beyond your years. I blame the Riverbend iced teas. I don't know. I don't think you're as drunk as you think you are. (laughs) Just a hunch. (coughs) Hey there, you two. What are you doing up on the bridge? What'll I tell him? Hey, George, coming up. The stars look amazing from here. Listen, George, who cares what everyone else wants? If 60 years from now, you and George are old and happy, but you... But you don't have children or grandchildren, I, I think that's okay. I, I think you should do whatever you want in your life. Let your life belong to you. You know? Thank you, David. I think you're right. Now, quick, before George gets here, hold my fishing pole. What are you doing? Nothing, just... Wow. That's a... That's a beautiful ring you've got there. I've been in 60 years. It will look just as beautiful. What is it with you and obsessing over the future? It almost feels like... (coughs) Hey, George. I think Jory here has something she wants to tell you. Yes, darling? I'll go and, uh, check in with the mayor. Mayor Olson! Mayor! Wake up! Uh, Prime Minister, could you please pass the sugar? Wake up, sir. You're dreaming. I, I what? Where am I? Oh, no. Was I eating garbage again? Were you back at the Slovak banquet? Oh, how did you guess? Were you there too? Yes! Yes! David, Mayor Olson, she said yes! 
Yes to what, Mr. Sunby? To marrying him. Oh, my. A hearty congratulations to you both. Good on you, George. You made the right choice. He's not the only one. Come on, let's all go have a celebratory toast. I know a great place that serves Pasca. Not sure how we get there exactly, but fine Pasca nonetheless. You two go ahead. I'll walk the mayor home. Think you've had enough Slovak delights for one night, Mr. Mayor. Enough garbage, too. Discretion, young man. You sure, David? Come with us, David. No, that's okay. I'll be there in a while. (laughs) Well, Mayor Olson, you out again? Guess so. Here, let me lead you on home. You just keep dreaming. It's nice to dream sometimes. Bend in the River is a production of Blue Gold Radio and the Chippewa Valley Writers Guild with support from the Eau Claire Community Foundation, the University of Wisconsin-Eau Claire Foundation, and the Eau Claire Regional Arts Center.